in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thedian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. Beauty and serenity are in constant flux with the ever-present threat of destruction and chaos. For the next nine entries, our focus will be on the genetically modified species that has turned the realms into their homes, where this constant battle rages. I am speaking, of the course, of the Yen and the different yet similar cultures they establish throughout the core. So without further ado, let's dive in. There are tales that speak of a Yen who is believed to have touched the lives of her many children, showing them the ebbs and flows that come with the mysteries of life. In the time before convergence, the Yen had been enslaved, subjugated to a brutal existence where all they knew was their reproductive purpose. For the males, they were used as tools to help the prized females to reproduce. And for the Yen females, they were tortured in order to submit to their masters. For many centuries, they had little signs of hope that their lives would ever be spared. Even with movements against the cruels for infinite, the Yen's suffering felt necessary to them, as that was all they knew since their conception. At least, until the first quantum force was revealed. It was after this that brought about a change for the species bred for beauty. If you listen back to Entry 14 about the quantum force... You'll remember that they are a technology developed for faster-than-light travel. However, this is only for Negonians and anyone who has the proper drive core installed in their spacecraft. For the Infinite, the first time they discovered the QFs in their territories, they sent out the pods that were operated mostly by Yen and Negonian. Only a few Sphor Prime boarded them to keep things in order. That is, until crossing the threshold. At that point, the Negonians were the only ones who were able to withstand the immense pressure buildup in the conscious landscape. For those unable to handle the fluctuations, they either lost brain mass, developed personality disorders, their limbs were displaced, or even their bodies became trapped as figments of conceptual reality. Our story's focus, on the other hand, brings us to the Yen who survived the fluctuations along with the Newgonians and came out with a shift in her genetic modifications. This Yen felt the presence of an energy flowing within her. Her name was Prima, and this is how she became the Yen Goddess.
shaking her head from the confines of her master's chamber. Prima called out while her eyes had been vacated of all sensory perception. Master Tynex, where are you? I can't see anything. Upon her first attempt to stand, she felt a force weigh her down that began to erupt with symbols in her mind's eye. Before this, the symbols to any normal individual would be seen as distorted shapes, geometric patterns that produce a feeling of perpetual falling towards an infinitely small point. But Prima was no longer considered normal. For her, she did not see the patterns. Instead, her vision portrayed a sensation of true presence among those in her genetic history. A vision so great that she became omnipresent and could see and hear the cries of all Yen. No. No, please, turn it off. Master, please, I do not want this torture. Prima cried to her master, but there was no response. Suddenly, the chamber door slid open, but Prima was too distracted with her newfound omnipresence. Prima, what's the matter? Where's Conqueror Tynex? A voice appeared next to her as she reached out, crying, I'm seeing them. Seeing who? The voice pondered as Prima grabbed hold of the figure. All of them! As soon as she made contact with the one who entered the chamber, Prima's omnipresence shifted to a visual of herself and the Nigonian she was holding. She knew him. He was her master's science specialist, Orkazo. For him, as soon as she grabbed his arm, he could sense a massive change in her molecular structure. My dear, you have suffered unlike the others in the fleet. In fact, you've been given a gift. What are you saying? This feels like a curse. He knelt down to her. May I show you what I see in you? Looking at him, she knew what he meant was hesitant at first, as it was a form of torture before. But in some way, she sensed great curiosity in Vorkeso. Therefore, she nodded and allowed him to proceed. Placing his hands around her forehead, Okazo began probing the mind of Prima as the two of them locked onto the changes that she was facing. A golden-haired Yen appeared, stripped naked and bound up on a medical bed. It was the conception of her species. Then they began to focus on other Yen lives. Ten became a hundred, a hundred became a thousand. Soon millions upon billions flowed into them like an interconnected web. All stemming back to Prima. Borkezo then shifted the probe to show her the power flowing through her body. 
a source that when controlled and mastered could change the fate of all Yen who have suffered. This ended the probe, as Varquezo stood up and helped Prima to her feet. How do you feel? he asked. She was silent, taking everything in, then letting out a single breath and nodding. Thank you, Keizo. My focus now should be to help those Yen amongst this suite. He took a step back. I take it Tynex did not survive the journey. No matter. The next person in command is myself. The other Newgonians are all well. There are a few swore that survived, but they suffer strange conditions. None like yours, though. He paused for a moment, tilting his head. I'm curious. Why you? Prima looked at him and smiled. I have a feeling you already know the answer to that. Now, Commander Vokezo, if you wouldn't mind, I have some business to take care of. Vokezo looked at her and then began running through the probed memories he received from her. As she passed him by, he found the memory she was referring to. Prima was more than just a Yen. She was a spy in the Vite Rebellion against the Swore Infinite, sent by Azol himself to learn what she could about the Conquerors and take them down. However, this didn't quite answer his question. Yes, Prima may be the most capable of handling such a power, but even with it, it did not explain why she was chosen. Nevertheless, she obtained this power and went to use it on the Yen who survived. The Yen who suffered the symptoms I explained before. And with her newfound power, Prima transferred this source into the end. As their physiological makeup began changing, the hair began glowing with vibrant rays as they healed from their wounds. Once complete, a new kind of yen were created. They all began following Prima as their savior, as she negotiated with Vorquezo to take separate paths now that they were out of the infinite's purview. This brought about a change in the realm of Votonic, as the new raw yen expanded throughout the divisions and a new church was founded to worship the beautiful goddess Prima. I thank you for listening to this entry. If you are just now joining the anthology, check out ourdatinganthologies.com for more content that expands this new expanding universe. You can also support the creation of this podcast by donating through the link found in the description of this episode. 
Until next time, travelers, be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power. <laughs>